Praise the Lord, everyone. Service time. Welcome, everyone, to Wednesday Bible study. Good to see everybody this evening. Those watching on live stream, welcome you. And we're going to open up with a special spoken prayer request this evening. So uh, we will take those at this time. Then we'll have a special spoken. No one to mention uh, the Farley family in prayer. Brother Bobby, Brother Randall passed, and we want to uplift the Farley family in prayer uh, this evening in our prayers. Does anyone have a special this this evening in prayer. Just have the Lord have his way in our service tonight. Yes, sir. Heavenly one to remember our service in prayer tonight and pastor and his teaching. Okay. Yeah, we had missed them Sunday. We'll uplift them in our prayers this evening. We know sure enjoyed the the Sunday program that we had Christmas. It's, a, it's always an enjoyment to see the young people get up and participate in there. And then if we could get them. We can get them rounded up and practice. It'd be good to have them sing some songs every now and again. You know, part of our worship. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, it was decorated real, real nice up here. Just it was, it was really good. Really enjoyable. Good to see our young people up participating. Yeah. How about unspoken requests? Let's lift your hands. Lord knows every need, every situation. Let's just stand and go to the Lord in prayer this evening. Heavenly Father, we just come to you tonight, giving you praise and glory for all things. We thank you for keeping us. Thank you for giving us strength this day. And Lord, you know every need and every situation we give to you to handle in your mighty way, Heavenly Father. We call on you this night, Lord, to comfort those who need comfort. Give a healing in those who need a healing in their body. Lord, just touch each and every one. Touch our minds, our body, and our spirit, Heavenly Father. We need you this hour, Heavenly Father. We just glorify your mighty name in the mighty name of Jesus. Let everyone say amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise as Sister Kessie comes tonight.
He's a wonderful Savior to us tonight. Praise the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. Wonderful Savior to us. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen. Amen. Let's make a couple of announcements. And by looking at it, looks like in a week, week from today, all the Christmas and New Year's will be passed and it'll be the first of First of the month, first of January, and we'll be on our corporate prayer night there another week. So, a week from tonight, being a Wednesday night service, looks like it will be the third. 
Wednesday the 3rd, right before Sister Tessie's birthday, was uh, so that'll be our corporate prayer night next week. So everybody remember that coming up. All the holidays will be called, and uh, we'll be starting a new year off and going on with it. But before that, uh, this coming weekend will be the 31st on Sunday, so we'll have our normal uh, Sunday morning service, and then we're having our New Year's Eve service uh, Sunday evening beginning at 8 p.m. And uh, just don't forget those watching by live stream and let it uh, spread the word that uh, bring something when you come Sunday evening, bring bring some uh, snack food, finger foods uh, that like we normally have when we break around uh, 10 o'clock or so. We usually break for about an hour and have a, something to eat and snack and we come gather back at 11. So just remember that. That'll be our, uh, this coming Sunday. And then uh, we'll we need to remind everybody too that uh, you uh, everybody needs to try to get here because that's one service we will not be able to live stream because the service is so long. We won't be able to live stream that watch night service. All right. It's like Pastor said, it won't be live streaming, so you don't want to miss it. You want to be here and be a part of it. it it'll be a great service to end out, the, end out 2023 and bring in 2024. So uh, don't forget about our New Year's Eve service beginning at 8 p.m. So. And then we'll, we might, we might have a little break of things come January. I don't know, be winter, be getting a bit cooler. We won't have so many things going on. No, December's always a busy month. Uh, Sister Cassie run around out like she's tired all the time. So maybe, maybe she'll be a little rested come January. But <laughs> we are going to uh, see if anyone uh, wants to give a testimony this evening. Maybe the Lord has done something special in your life, or you just want to stand and praise the name of Jesus, give Him glory that He is always due. And so, anyone want to stand this evening and give a testimony? Yes. Sure. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yes, Brother Paul. the Lord.
Praise the Lord. Wonderful testimony that since 1991, huh? It's a watchmark service. I guess it wasn't a watchmark service, really. It wasn't. Was it a watchmark? I was thinking it. Yeah. Okay. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, as she, as she was testifying, I was thinking that I thought yours was in the watchmark service as well. And that's wonderful. I want to give on behalf of doing testimony, Brother uh, Patrick um, Grogan, that the uh, Lord has blessed him. I asked him Sunday. Uh, he wanted the Lord to help him kick that nicotine habit. Uh, cigarettes, and he said, since that Sunday, he's not had another. And so let's give the Lord a hand clap for Brother Patrick. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. And I told him, even though he's on blood pressure medicine, uh, the Lord is mightily able to remove him off of it as he kicked that habit. And uh, he's uh, he's faithful to the Lord. The Lord is going to be very much faithful to him. So I know um, that uh, he's going to be blessed, and I'm believing that he'll he'll be off of that blood pressure medicine as well. So that just a, I want to share that on behalf of him. Is there anyone else that wants to stand for a change order of service? Right, praise the Lord. At this time, then we'll say the blessings for the Wednesday night offering. If you have something to uh, to give to bring, you can bring it and drop it in the plate, or go out there to the uh, help desk and. Figure out how to use the the iPad out there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But we'll just ask the blessing on the offering at this time. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and glory for all things. We thank you for the wonderful testimony. We thank you for blessing and keeping us, Lord. We thank you for giving us the strength to get on each and every day. And, Lord, just as we receive this offering for tonight, bless the gift and the giver in the mighty name of Jesus. Let everybody say Amen. You can get up and stretch and greet if you want to or stay in place, whatever you feel like doing. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save me you came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross my debt to pay from the cross to the grave to the grave to the sky Lord I lift your name on high Show the way from the earth to 
Well, God is good, and all the time, give them a good hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. You want to pass this out, brother? Thank you, Lord. See if you can cut me down a little bit there, Chris. starting a new uh, study lesson tonight. Um, it's something that uh, I think affects all of us. And we're going to get into this and I hope that we can gain some understanding uh, let me ask, start off by just asking this. You being a Christian and been baptized, been born again, uh, you're trying to live for the Lord. Have you ever had to deal with a thought come into your mind that you say, what in the world made me think of that? Where in the world did that come from? You know, because the thought is not consistent with how I believe and how I try to live. Well, that is one question I hope that we're going to gain some understanding about uh, as we uh, get into our lesson. Uh, and I think it will help us uh, and give us some some guidance as well uh, to how to deal with that. Now, the, the scripture that we're going to be focusing on, it's in your handout, and I got it on the screen as well, from Philippians chapter 4, uh, verse 7, and um, this is coming from the English Standard Version. Uh, of the scriptures, uh, and this is what it reads like. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. Amen. Uh, I remember back when in 2020 when the COVID first hit and everything went crazy and it seemed like it, fear was running rampant everywhere uh, even in churches and, and, and Christians and the Lord gave me a message uh, that I preached one Sunday uh, I used the scripture from Psalms that says he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Amen. If we keep our minds on Jesus and not what's going on in the world around us, then we have a better chance for peace. Amen. And have peace in the spirit. Sometimes you need just to turn off the television 
quit listening to all the news broadcasts because if you're not depressed before you turn it on, time you hear all that garbage, you're going to be depressed, time's over with. Amen. Uh, I used to um, watch all the broadcasts uh, and because I, I wanted to uh, make sure that I kept up with what was going on. I felt like it would help me um, as a pastor uh, and uh, uh, by watching, but I just uh, finally told the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, I can't deal with all this stuff. You know, I mean, I just can't handle all this stuff that, that's going on, so uh, I don't watch it near as much. Uh, than what I used to. Because like I said, if you're not depressed when you watch the news, you're going to be depressed time is over with. And uh, I want to call your attention, if you look there either on your paper or on the screen there, and uh, he said that he will guard your hearts and your minds. Now, uh, those two things, the heart and the mind, is speaking of the same thing. Uh, when the Bible talks about the heart, like right here, it's not talking about uh, this organ that's in your chest that pumps blood. All that is is a muscle. It's a muscle that pumps blood. Uh, your heart and your mind is what makes up, helps make up your soul that's within you. And because the scripture here says heart and mind, and they use that uh, conjunction there, and a lot of people say, well, that's two separate things. But not if, not if you understand what Paul wrote in the original. Um, the original word there that's translated and uh, is a three-letter word, uh, and it's the letters kappa, uh, alpha, and iota. Now, if you... In the college, college, maybe you understand those. You've heard some of those sororities. They use those same uh, Greek letters, you know. Uh, and it, it makes up the word that's pronounced chi. And that word chi can be translated 47 different ways. Now, think about that. That word chi, the Greek word chi, can be translated 47 different ways. I can, I'm not going to take the time because it's not in the meat of my lesson, but I can take you to scripture after scripture where that word and sometimes is translated also, sometimes it's translated even. So, I would not be wrong if I read this scripture and says the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts, uh, also your minds, or even also your minds. But what I, I just want you to un understand, when we're talking about the heart and the mind, we're talking about the same thing. The heart part of it, you can look at that as the dealing with the emotions, dealing with the emotions, and the minds dealing with the thoughts. And that's what we're going to be involved with uh, in our lesson, uh, and mainly as a fall. Now, let's, uh, we're going to uh, move on. Uh, we hear much talk about spiritual warfare. You hear that? Uh, talked about everywhere, the spiritual warfare that's going on. And it's true there are struggles in the spiritual realm like you wouldn't believe 
if your natural eye could see them as they occur. In the atmosphere, now I don't know what's wrong with my microphone tonight, but just it's just the sound of it is just it's got too much bass on it or something. instead of the shirt, I guess is so. Okay, let me try to get it like that and see if it's a little bit better. Uh, in the atmosphere is where Satan and his de uh, dominions operate. Uh, he's the prince of the power of the air, the Bible calls him. Uh, that's one reason why he hates to see you worship God. Because every time God's people worship the Lord, we invade his territory getting to heaven. Because it goes through his territory before it gets to where the throne room is. And that's one reason why when you're going through a struggle and a battle, I very much believe you can praise your way through it. I've seen it happen. Well, we've experienced it several years ago. Sister Darlene was going through a bad depression. I mean, it was really uh, uh, terrible. And she was on all kind of medications, and I think uh, that, and she was, and, and she just was uh, having a very difficult time. And uh, this was the time where. We was, was attending uh, FAC. I knew God was uh, leading me into pastoralship, so um, we decided to go where I could sit under um, Brother's shoulders for a while and get uh, some uh, insight and instruction from him. And uh, there was a revival that uh, we had while while there, uh, and uh, I went one night. She was not able to come, and uh, uh, the man preaching the revival, Brother David Wedlin, was the man preaching the revival. Uh, one um, powerful uh, man of God, musician as well. And that night, he the sermon he preached was "Praise Your Way Through." And he brought out things that I had never thought about before. And he explained how that if the devil is fighting you and everything is coming against you, instead of sitting around and talking about woe is me and, you know, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. And, and all this kind of negative stuff, begin to praise the Lord anyhow. Glory to God anyhow. And just by praising God, you can praise your way through any problem. Because when you praise, that praise goes up to the throne room of God, and it goes through the atmosphere around the earth where the devil and all his demons hover. And all kind of spiritual warfare goes on. Amen. And uh, that message was so powerful I got uh, a cassette tape because they was recording it, took it home uh, uh, to Darlene, and she played it. And as she was listening to, her, to it, God healed her of that depression. She come out of it instantaneously, and guess what? She was in service, in revival service with me the very next night, and because she, she was there, Brother Billy... Um, asked for her to sing a special song uh, and uh, uh, that night in the service. And so she gets up and, and to sing a song. She gives her testimony of what God had done for her. Amen. And so I, I, I want everybody to understand to know praise and worship to God is so important. It's so important. Don't never let the devil steal your praise. 
Hallelujah. Don't let him take your praise. Amen. So, now let's get back into the, uh, into the lesson. I kind of got off on that, but I just felt like I needed to say that. Now, we wouldn't believe the spiritual battles that take place, and they do occur. But I'm convinced, and I got this highlighted on your material, the greatest spiritual warfare does not take place in the air. It don't take place in hell. But it takes place right here in your mind. The greatest warfare, the greatest battles with the devil take place right there. This is where the enemy attacks. Your mind is where he comes against you at. And he uses your flesh, and we're going to bring this out as we get into the lesson, to do that. A violent battle is raging with us 24 hours per day. It is the battle for your mind. And that battle is vicious. It is intense. It is unrelenting. And, and it's a battle that will never end as long as you're in this mortal life. I like to give you good news and tell you, hang on to the morrow, the next day, or next week. It, uh, it'll finally end. As long as you're in this life, you're going to have to fight this battle. Amen. You're going you're gonna to have to deal with it. Amen. And the reason why it's so intense is that your greatest asset is your mind. Amen. Your greatest asset is your mind. The mind is one-third of the soul of man. Now, I got that highlighted. Understand? People have a hard time distinguishing, well, what, what, what's the difference between the mind, soul, and the body? Um, and... You may want to jot this down. I have thought this and brought this out many times, but you are a spirit being. You are a spirit being. You're made in the image of God, and God is a spirit, and you are a spirit. Man is a spirit being who has a soul and lives in a body. That's how you can distinguish the three parts. You are a spirit being. And you have a soul, and you live in a body. When your body dies one day, your spirit is going to go on. It never ends. It's eternal. You're going to live forever somewhere. Amen. And so the mind is one-third of your soul. You've got the mind, the will, and the emotions. That's the three things that make up your soul. Your mind, your will, and your emotions should help you understand why you've got so much problem with the enemy in dealing with this. So, and get this, whatever captures your mind captures you. Amen. Remember that quote from Pastor. Whatever captures your mind captures you. Whatever owns your mind owns you. Amen. That's a powerful thing, and that's something that you need to understand. That is why the most important things we need to learn and teach others is how to guard, strengthen, and renew our minds because the battle for sin always Look at somebody and tell them always. The battle for sin always starts in the mind. Always. It don't start somewhere else. It starts in your mind. That's where it's conceived. Amen. Now, our first lesson, uh, we're going we're to be talking about the conflict between the spiritual and carnal man. Amen. The conflict, and you can see uh, two uh, arms there, arm wrestling on the screen. 
It's a conflict between the carnal and the spiritual man. Once you become a child of God, there are two natures that's battling in you. And my main objective for tonight uh, is, to, is to break that down and so we can all leave here with an understanding of what goes on. Uh, what goes on. The conflict between the spiritual and the carnal mind. Within that, we're going to answer the question, what makes me think like I think? What makes me think thoughts that I don't want to think? Amen. Sometimes you'll even have a dream that you don't like. Brother Douglas and I have talked about that in times past. You know, what makes me dream that kind of dream? You know, and uh, it's not nothing just you think you may be the only one, but you're not the only one. All human beings has to deal with this. Everybody has to deal with it. Now, the scripture that I want to get to is in Romans <coughs> chapter 7. Let me get me a drink of water here. beginning at verse 15 and going down through verse 25. Now, this is Apostle Paul. Now, I want you to think about this. In my way of thinking, Apostle Paul was the closest man of God in the New Testament. Amen. Because of Apostle Paul, over one-third of the New Testament we have, he wrote it. He was a mighty man of God. I wish I could say I was on the same level as Paul, but if I told you that, I would be telling the truth. I mean, this man, if you think pastors preach long sermons, he preached the message one time to midnight, and they was in this barn-like building, and they had a loft, and people were everywhere setting up. This one man was in the third-story loft sitting up there, Paul preached along, the guy went to sleep, and he fell out, broke his neck. Amen. Ain't nobody broke their neck while I was preaching yet. I noticed I said, yet. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Paul stopped preaching, <coughs> went down, embraced him, raised him from the dead, went back, and the Bible said he continued his speech to daylight. Lord of mercy, I want if a preacher was to do that nowadays, how many would have? We wouldn't even have nobody online no more. I, I said all that to let you know how close this man was to God. But I want you to, let's look at his words. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want. I'm, I'm using the English Standard Version here because the King James is a little, the wording of it uh, is a little, makes it a little bit more confusing. I think this brings it out clear for you. I do not, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that is that is good. So now, it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me. Now, Paul was making this statement after he got saved after he was a Holy Ghost-filled man, after he talked in tongues, works all those miracles. But he said, sin dwells in me. He's talking about in his flesh, the carnal man. For I have the desire to do what's right, 
but not the ability to carry it out. Like somebody said, and I won't call no names, I want to live for God, but I also want to slap some boys. I was going to have to break uh, Sister Wanda Ronnie apart. I thought she was going to smack him while ago. <laughs> let's let's continue. But he's an agitator, of course. If you, I, mean, I don't think God would hold it against you if you was to slap him one time. <laughs> I don't know where he gets that from. You sure don't get it from me. I don't like it. <coughs> now, let's continue with Paul's word here. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what keep I keep on doing. I wonder how many of us relate to what Paul's saying here. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Paul is making a distinction now between the new man, the spiritual man, and the old carnal man that he still had to deal with. And we all have to deal with it. Amen. <laughs> so, let's go here. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. Amen. For I delight, now here's how he sums it all up. I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law raging war against the law of my mind. We talk talking about the battle of, of for the mind. And making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members, his body, his flesh, but not his spirit. See, when you get redeemed and born again, it's your spirit that is renewed and redeemed. Your body won't be changed and renewed until Jesus changes it at the rapture and you get that glorified body. When you get that glorified body, you don't have to deal with all this stuff. Amen. I don't know why this is not taught more, these scriptures I'm giving you, because this is a very real pressing matter, and because a lot of people don't understand it, I believe this very thing right here is what causes some people just to get cold in God and fall away because they think, well, I'm just no good. But uh, Jesus says different. He says different because it's not, as Paul said, it's not I doing this, but but the, the sin nature in me that's doing this. I don't want to, my mind's changed. My spirit has changed. And I, there's a war being waged against my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Now, I have heard some people say, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you, I'm going to tell you this, and I, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how you can decipher this. A lot of people say, well, what Paul just got through saying, he was talking about that was the past before he got right with God. But that's not true. Look at what he says here. Wretched man that I am. He didn't say wretched man that I was. Wretched man that I was or I used to be. Uh, I wasn't all that good in English, but uh, I learned that that's present tense. Amen. Paul's talking about right now. I, I mean, it's, it's not back before he come to God. Wretched, wretched man that I am. 
Who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind. But with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Amen. Think about that. It's a battle. It's a warfare. It's a conflict. Now, let's go to the back of your handout. In these verses, Apostle Paul describes a great battle being waged within his mind and also the minds of every born-again believer. As Christians, we face outside enemies in the world and the devil that wars against us. You've got outside enemies. The devil is your adversary, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Amen? He's your adversary. That's an outside enemy warring against us. But there is an even more constant opponent that has established a foothold inside every believer. I refer to the sin nature. It involves us in a relentless battle between our new man, the renewed mind, and in Christ, our old sinful flesh. These two rivals are diametrically opposed to each other. They are hostile towards one another. They produce an internal strife on the battlefield within the soul or the mind of every believer. There is never an agreed truce between these two forces. There is never a a white flag waved in this skirmish. There is never a ceasefire. That's what I told you a while ago. It's going to continue to go on. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 7 in your handout. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Anybody remember what enmity means? It means hostility. It means hostility. You look that up in the Sun Bible translation uses the word hostility instead of enmity. It's the carnal mind. So you've got you've got two minds in you. You got the old carnal mind, or carnal mind, and you got the mind of Christ. Get that get that in the picture. When you was born in this world, your mind was carnal. Every one of us. We was born with a carnal mind. It was controlled by your flesh. That's because of Adam. Amen. Uh, Nobody was born sinless except for Jesus. Ronnie Express that good Sunday in his message. That's why it was important that Mary be a virgin. He did not have inbred sin. Any any doctor will tell you that the blood type of a baby is determined by the father. I'm, I'm talking about a natural baby now. It's determined by the father. And Jesus didn't have Joseph's blood. Bible says it was the blood of God. The Bible says that God redeemed you with his own blood. Amen. So, we all was born with this carnal mind. It was controlled by your flesh. The will of the flesh was in the driver's seat. Now, here, this part here is where I'm winding up and hopefully it explaining this. When you were born again, your mind was renewed as it was before Adam's fall. When you get got born again, your spirit was, uh, was, was overhauled. Your mind was changed. It was renewed. 
the same way that it was before Adam had the fall. Now the new man, controlled by the Holy Spirit, is in the driver's seat. Hallelujah. But the carnal or fleshly nature is always trying to get back in the driver's seat. Do you hear? I want picture 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 a, a, a car. And in this car, you got one person sitting behind the wheel. You got another piece of person on the passenger side. All of a sudden, the passenger yanks the person behind the wheel out and gets gets under the driving wheel. And the driver, who was the driver, gets on the passenger side. That's what happened when you got saved. Before you got saved, your flesh was sitting at the driver's seat. Amen. And control, whoever's behind the wheel controls the vehicle. Well, sometimes Sister Darlene tries to on the other side. Sometimes she'll tell me, my brakes don't work over here. <laughs> so, the devil and your old flesh, the old carnal man, is upset because he's been dethroned. He's sitting in, he's a passenger. He's still in the car. That old flesh is still in your body. But he's doing everything he can to get back control of the vehicle. And so that's where you get those thoughts that you wonder where they go. Because it's that passenger trying to get back in control. Every time there's a thought that's not right, not good, unholy, unpure, whatever, it's the passenger, the old carnal man, trying to get back control. He wants back in the, in the seat. See, you can't help it because you're tempted. The sin is not in the temptation. Jesus himself, the Bible says, was tempted. But he was without sin. So, leave us not with a little piece like the scripture uh, that we began with, peace in your mind. It don't mean that you're low down, no good, and not real a real child of God because there's thoughts coming in your mind. You ain't the one that put them there, Paul said. It's sin that dwells within me, the old call of man. And and uh, and 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 other lessons we're going to begin. We're going to talk about how to to guard our minds and control and keep from. Uh, it's like the old old fella said. Uh, you can't help if a bird flies over your head. You go outside. Nobody can help that, but you don't have to stand still and let them build a nest in, on top of your head. Amen. Uh, there's a there's a way out. Let's finish these uh, this last scripture. It's uh, eight o'clock. So, Titus chapter three verses four and five. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost renewed your mind, <coughs> your spirit. Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that I came to the Lord one day and he renewed my mind to where I can have the mind of Christ. But that don't that don't mean that the old flesh that got pushed to the passenger side is not going to try to get back on his wheel. He will do it all the time. But the Bible says God always allows us to triumph in Christ Jesus.
don't let the tell, devil tell you uh, that that you ain't what you should be and that you don't really love God because you have these thoughts or whatever because it's not from the born-again mind. It's from the carnal man trying to peg back on you. Um, I, I, I feel like, even though we're at the end of the year now, I feel like this is turning out to be one of the best lessons I've taught this year because it, it will really give us some help. So we will continue not next week, because next week will be our prayer time. And uh, But let's all stand together. I'd like to mention that if anybody has a couple hours between now, uh, uh, Thursday or Friday, that you can come help uh, Sister Darlene taking down all this stuff. Oh, uh, I just put you in the driver's seat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I always said when I got when I got married that I would run things in my house, and I've been true to that because I run the vacuum cleaner, I run the washing machine, and all that stuff. That's. <laughs> But seriously, and for those of you that's online, please, if you're not here tonight, we need some help to get everything taken down. Contact Sister Kessie, and uh, uh, right now it could be either Thursday or Friday. She's off the rest of this week, so. All right, she said she's already made arrangements with a couple of people at 2 o'clock tomorrow, so if, you know. You have that, so uh, think about that. Let's bow our heads and thank God for the service. Father, we come tonight and we thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word is so great and so powerful. And in your word, we have the answer to every situation that we uh, may arise in our lives. Bless each and every one that come tonight. Take them home, safe on the road. Bring us back to the point in time this coming Sunday. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. We love you.